Hey friends, it's great to be back with you today for another episode of the In Focus podcast, taking a fresh look at the Bible and some big Christian ideas and how they bring our world into focus, empowering us to live new, more eternal kinds of lives within it. I'm your host, Justin Laughlin, husband, dad, pastor, and most importantly, follower and disciple of Jesus Christ. Today, we are kicking off a new series entitled The Business at Hand. This topic has come to the forefront in my life repeatedly over the past several weeks in many different situations and with many different people. The challenge, of course, in real life is not only to bring the business at hand into focus, but also to make it actionable. It needs to be both in focus and in practice. As this was all rolling around in my mind, an old friend reached out last week, pretty much out of nowhere, with a shockingly spot-on encouragement that God had given him for me during a time of prayer. Honestly, the whole thing was extremely meaningful, and the final words were something like this, keep dreaming, God has put that stuff in your heart, and in the days ahead, you need to be speaking it, praying it, and writing it. That's how you'll begin to plow up the soil for the dreams to become a reality. What my friend couldn't possibly know is that I have prayer journals full of the praying, which continues even as I'm also trying to rearrange my schedule to accommodate more focused time each day in prayer. He also couldn't know that I've been investing a fair amount of time in a particular writing project that I'm hoping will ultimately be of service in both the focusing and practicing of the business at hand. Hopefully, one of these days in the months ahead, that project will be far enough along to become a topic on a future episode of this podcast. What I haven't been doing a lot of is speaking it out. If only there was a platform at hand from which to speak this stuff out, bring it into focus, and do some seed planting in the hearts and minds of lovely brothers and sisters in Christ. This, of course, brings us to today's episode, the first in a five-part series on the business at hand. So without any further ado, let's get to it. And to best set the series up, we return to a passage that has been a favorite of mine both in times past and still today, Luke 19, verses 11 through 27. As they heard these things, Jesus proceeded to tell a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because the disciples supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. He said, therefore, A nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. Calling ten of his servants, he gave them ten minas, and he said to them, Engage in business until I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We do not want this man to reign over us. And when he returned, having received the kingdom, he ordered these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know what they had gained by doing business. The first came before him, saying, Lord, your mina has made ten minas more. And he said to him, Well done, good servant. Because you have been faithful in a very little, you shall have authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Lord, your mina has made five minas. And he said to him, And you are to be over five cities. And then another came, saying, Lord, here is your mina, which I kept laid away in a handkerchief. For I was afraid of you, because you are a severe man." You take what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. And he said to him, I will condemn you with your own words, you wicked servant. You knew that I was a severe man, taking what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank, and at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, 
take the mina from him and give it to the one who has ten. And they said to him, Lord, he has ten minas. But I tell you that to everyone who has, more will be given. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. But as for these enemies of mine who do not want me to reign over them, bring them here and slaughter them before me. So here's the situation. Jesus and his first followers are headed to Jerusalem. The disciples are rightly discerning that this trip to Jerusalem will be the culmination of Jesus' earthly ministry. They are rightly discerning that Jesus will inaugurate the kingdom of God on earth, but they mistakenly presume that God's kingdom is to appear immediately. Jesus knows that their timing is off, and they're not quite understanding how the story is about to unfold. So, we are told, Jesus stops to tell them this parable in order to straighten out their understanding of what is about to take place. A man is, in fact, about the business of receiving and inaugurating a kingdom, but he will first be traveling to a faraway country where he will receive the kingdom and then return. In the meantime, he commissions and equips his servants to go about the king's business between the time of his departure and his return. In the story, as in real life, many oppose the king. They actively oppose his reign and any authority that he might exercise over them. Despite the opposition, the king does in fact return having received the kingdom. And this is where the business at hand comes to prominence for us here today. The people in the story take their places in God's eternal kingdom based on their response to the king between his departure and his return. Some receive unspeakable rewards for their faithful service in the king's business during his absence. Some so-called servants have everything stripped away because, in the course of their everyday lives, they didn't actually do what the king told them to be doing. And finally, those who opposed the king, who staked their lives on him not returning, were brought before the king and killed. And now, as with all parables, this story is a parable. It's not a prediction of what someone might someday record on their smartphone when King Jesus returns to inaugurate his heaven and earth kingdom. However, it is a parable that Jesus told his disciples so that they and that we might make sense of our lives and the time we have been given to take our places in God's eternal kingdom between the king's ascension and his return. Whatever other stories might be currently unfolding in our respective lives, the stories of family, work, church, social media, bills, little league, health challenges, promotions, Netflix, retirement, immigration, survival, all of these are merely temporary and passing details within the truer and more eternal story. We are all people taking our places in the story of God's eternal kingdom one way or another, whether we like it or not, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. We're all living in a window of time between the king's ascension and his return. We've all been commissioned to go about the king's business in the time that we have been given. This is the business at hand. The business at hand is also no mystery. We serve a good, gracious, generous, and loving king. He made himself painstakingly clear about the business at hand. He spelled it out for us in four complementary ways in four distinct accounts just before his ascension. 
It is the king's commissioning of his disciples in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, to which we will turn our attention in the next four episodes. Again, to reiterate, these commissions are the business at hand, whatever else the details of our lives might be. Jesus made it clear that our response to his kingship and our faithfulness, or lack thereof, to these commissions will ultimately define our roles in his coming eternal kingdom. Near the beginning of the episode, I mentioned the encouragement that I had recently received to speak forth the dream, the fire that burns on my heart that I carry deep inside. And this is it. The dream is of widespread and reproducing faithfulness and fruitfulness in God's people. The dream is that our everyday lives would be marked by the business at hand. The dream is that we would be a people about the king's business, regardless of the respective details of our lives. The dream is that we'd be multiplying faithfulness and fruitfulness into the lives of whoever we encounter along the way, bringing others to faith in Jesus and then walking alongside them as together we cultivate lives of faithfulness. This is the dream. Not just for the professionals, not just for the preachers, not for those called into occupational ministry, but for us all, for everyone. So let's do this, every single one of us, from now until the King returns. That's it for today's episode. I hope that it has helped bring your world into a little better focus and that it will motivate and help empower you to live a more eternal kind of life within it. If you're streaming today's episode from a podcast provider, it would be great if you take a second to give it a rating or review, perhaps even becoming a subscriber. Your engagement will help new listeners find this show in the future. If you'd like, you can also share this episode directly with your friends on social media. A link is provided to do that in the show notes. And if you'd like to hear about something specific from the Bible or a particular big Christian idea in the future, please email me using the address that's also included in the show notes. I'd also welcome any feedback that might help me make improvements moving forward. Until next time, as we take a look at the first of the King's commissions in the Gospel of Matthew, thanks for being a friend of the show and for tuning in to In Focus. May your world continue coming into clearer focus, and may God lead you into an increasingly eternal kind of life before Him.